going on family happy friday tgif and welcome to another edition of the faction quick hits to man gb gerard bonner and i hope you guys are doing well i hope you've had a fantastic week believe it or not with us being at the 15th of january that means we're halfway through the first month of this new year time is flying and certainly it's not been without events it's certainly been a very eventful year already but i hope that you are safe you are sound um and you're ready to talk or at least listen about the world of pro wrestling shout out to everybody who joins us by way of social media instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show it is great to have you on board with us shout out as well uh to everybody who's joining us via podcast that means you wherever you're listening to us whenever you're listening to us we absolutely appreciate you being a part of what we are doing so with that said Let's go ahead and hop into the world of pro wrestling. Today is Friday, and that means we get to talk about NXT and AEW. So, of course, both shows took place this past Wednesday night as part of uh, the Wednesday Night Wars. New Year's Smash Night 2 from AEW Dynamite brought in 762,000 viewers, uh, literally a 100,000 viewer increase from last week where they brought in 662,000 viewers. On the flip side, NXT brought in 551,000 viewers, which dropped about 90,000 viewers from last week. Now, you could make the argument that perhaps some of the folks from NXT went over to AEW. I don't know. But either way, AEW wins the battle. I think it is important to note a couple of things that uh, there is, again, competition that took place this week. Uh, last week, of course, it was the insurrection on cable TV. This week, it was the second impeachment of Donald Trump. So uh, both of those massive news events and can easily take away from your viewership. But with all of that said, it is intriguing to see AEW's 100,000 viewer rise versus NXT's 90,000 viewer drop. Now, there are some interesting details that fall on both shows, as I thought both presented solid shows. On the NXT side of things, we saw the beginning of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. That's saw three teams advance. That includes, of course, the Undisputed Era, the Grizzled Young Veterans who were in last year's finals, and a brand new team, the team of MSK, who defeated Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott. So very quickly, MSK, uh, we started seeing a lot about them, primarily just their logo on Wednesday throughout social media. It's the team of Wesley and Nash Carter. They're known as MSK, but you may know them from Impact Wrestling as a team known as the Rascals. They are Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. That team did quite a bit in the world of Impact. And of course, now they are in NXT. Just so that you know who's who in the zoo, Desmond Xavier is now known as Wesley 
and Zachary Wentz is now known as Nash Carter. Their individual names have changed, their collective tag team name has changed, but the tag team continuity remains the same. And so it was quite the debut for MSK as uh, they are moving forward in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. We also found out uh, some of the participants in the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Four of the participating teams include Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, representing The Way, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, known as Team Ninja, and this team, which I'm really excited about, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. It is estimated that there will be four additional teams taking the field up to eight. Um, that should be fantastic. And the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic begins next week. So really exciting. I did not know that it would start so soon. Somehow I thought it might happen later in the year. We will have both the women and men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic happening at the same time, which is pretty exciting to see. And again, I think it shows the strength of the women's division in NXT. Really exciting stuff. On the men's side, again, there are 16 teams. So I'm not sure that uh, the women are going to pull off 16 teams, but eight teams I think will be great uh, to kick this thing off as there were eight teams to kick off the men's Dusty Rhodes Classic. And it's been eight teams really up until this year. On the AEW side of things, uh, one of the big things that we got to see was uh, kind of a swerve. We thought Kenny Omega would be teaming with the Young Bucks as an elite tag team. Instead, we got Kenny Omega and the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers. And that actually makes a degree of sense. We'll talk about why in a second. We also saw the AEW TNT Championship successfully defended by Darby Allen as he defeated Brian Cage and a host of other unique things going on. But going back to this uh, six-man tag match, uh, it made sense from the perspective as it was kind of a dry run for the team of Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers as they will be appearing on Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view called Hard to Kill that goes down this Saturday on pay-per-view. And uh, they'll be in the main event, actually, as Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers take on the Impact World Champion Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. Now, whatever your perspective, this is still a monster story going on between these two promotions now weaving in Bullet Club relationships and the like. What does it really mean? But I also want to ask you this question, and I'd love to get some commentary on it. Is the working relationship between AEW and Impact Wrestling really as big of a deal as some may be painting it out to be? After all, AEW, by all accounts, is the second largest promotion, certainly here in the United States, behind WWE. Does it mean something that they would work with Impact? And I'm not really sure where Impact falls in the pecking order uh, in terms of fans and other measurements as well. Um, so I'm not sure. I definitely think Impact benefits from this. Of course, we're seeing working relationships between AEW and the NWA, uh, particularly with their Women's World Championship. Uh, we saw a big brouhaha on AEW Dynamite involving Jade Cargill and Red Velvet surrounding Cody and Brandy. And yeah, so the, the real question is, 
who's benefiting from this AEW partnership, quite frankly, with both the NWA and Impact Wrestling. I have my own thoughts, but I certainly want to hear yours. And you can reach out to us by way of social media at the faction show another big change happening in impact wrestling is at the commentary booth as beginning this saturday matt striker will become the new lead commentator at impact wrestling and he'll be joined by d'lo brown d'lo brown of course massive attitude era legend we remember him of course from his time with the nation of domination and then on top of that he's also been a producer for quite some time for impact wrestling so he gets to move from behind the scenes to in front of the camera for impact wrestling meanwhile josh matthews who had been the lead commentator for quite some time will now move behind the scenes a promotion of sorts as he now becomes the senior producer at impact wrestling um both have signed multiple year deal so congratulations to them exciting to see what's happening and it'll be very intriguing to see D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker at the commentary booth kicking off this weekend's hard to kill pay-per-view now I've told you quite a bit about uh, Lucha Underground and I want to apologize because we were scheduled to have our Lucha Underground uh, throwback Thursday show yesterday it didn't happen but don't worry it is still coming so be on the lookout for it but Matt Stryker of course was the voice along with Vampiro of the Lucha Underground promotion of course he also did commentary work in WWE and has been doing commentary work recently in Impact Wrestling um He's appeared on their pre-show. He's also appeared on their main show as well, kind of as the second to Josh Matthews. Now he gets to lead the charge. And I will just go ahead and say, and I'll save the rest of my Matt Stryker commentary for the Throwback Thursday show. But I do think that Matt Stryker is one of the most underrated commentators in all of pro wrestling. When people think about great commentators, of course, they mention, you know, the late, great Gordon Soley. They talk Jim Ross. They talk Tony Schiavone. Um, some even mention Jerry Lawler. Some are really big fans of uh, what's happening in WWE with either Michael Cole or with Corey Graves. And I cannot, of course, leave out Mauro Ranallo and all the work that he did in New Japan and of course in NXT but with that said most don't mention Matt Stryker in that conversation and I think his name needs to be mentioned um, for what he has brought to the table a very unique style that defined Lucha Underground it was a perfect fit he brought something that none of the other commentators have and so uh, I'm actually excited to see what the Impact Wrestling product looks like and sounds like with Matt Stryker at the helm. So congratulations again to Matt Stryker. Again, we will continue our Lucha Underground conversation via Throwback Thursday. So be on the lookout for that uh, as well. Okay, so before we go, quick reminder in case you have not heard, SHW23 is now available for you on IWTV. It's the first show of the year for Southern Honor Wrestling and a massive show it was headlined by a steel cage match for the SHW Championship as David Ali takes on Owen Knight. It's an amazing show from top to bottom. So if you've not signed up already, head over to independentwrestling.tv and sign up. You can use SHW as the promo code 
and get your first five days for free. Really, really excited about that and what that means and all of the other cool things. Also, as we mentioned to you, our anniversary show still here too. We made that available for free. And so it is available right now both on the Southern Honor Facebook page and you can find it on the Faction Facebook page as well. Check it out. I'd love to get your thoughts for those who have not heard me behind the commentary booth. I'm there along with some amazing action, including, of course, the SHW title match between Corey Hollis and Joe Black, along with a huge tag team title match between Matt and Joey Lynch and the Hall of Fame duo and nine-time NWA tag team champions, the Rock and Roll Express. So if you've not checked that out yet, you can do that on the Factions Facebook page as well as the Southern Honor Wrestling Facebook page. All right, that's going to do it for me. Remember, again, SmackDown goes down tonight. Uh, should be very, very interesting leading into the Royal Rumble. Uh, the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce for the Universal title match happens tonight. Tomorrow night, of course, you've got Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill pay-per-view. And uh, in just a few days, New Japan Pro Wrestling will come off of their Wrestle Kingdom break uh, to begin the New Beginning Tour as well. So, all kinds of things happening in the world of pro wrestling. Of course, we'll keep you updated by way of social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Continue to subscribe to this podcast and uh, leave a comment for us as well. Rate it wherever it is you're listening to us. We'll definitely appreciate it. With that said, on behalf of my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, my name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Have a great day. I